1: Beautiful, thank you. Good morning, everyone. It's great to have you here with us, either in person or live stream here in our beautiful sanctuary, Cathedral Hill in San Francisco. My name is Richard Davis Lowell, and I am a worship associate and member here at First Unitarian Universalist Society of San Francisco. Worship associates, well, we usually participate in service this, but this morning I'll be leading it. And I'm honored to be joined this morning on the chancel. (laughs) I'm honored to be joined by our senior minister, Reverend Vanessa Rush Southern, who opened her pulpit to worship associates this summer. I also wanted to thank and recognize those who make our service possible. In particular, I'd like to thank our music director, Dr. Mark Sumner, our musicians this morning, Katrina Walter on flute, Charmaine Stewart on violin, Nancy Mum on piano. Our production team, led by Jonathan Silk on cameras, and Joe Chapeau, who is monitoring our live stream chat. Uh, Thank you to Linda Mesner, our head usher, and to all of our ushers and greeters, to Remigio Flood for preparing our building for worship this morning, and finally to Amy Kelly, chair of our flower committee for these beautiful bouquets, representing every color of the rainbow, reflecting on the theme of Martin Luther King Jr.'s I Have a Dream speech. So let's begin by lighting a candle in honor of all of us here and in honor of generations past and present, bringing this fuller spirit and presence into this space and to this time we'll share together. Welcome. And now, let's rise as you are able and sing our first hymn of the morning, number 203 in your gray hymnals, all creatures of the earth and sky, the words and music are found in your order of service.
2: Thank you, Nancy, and thank you, Richard. Richard, part of this team of worship associates that has gotten so much closer and tighter over the past couple years, and who have agreed, some of them, to lead worship over the next year. And I hope if you've been away or missed a Sunday and there are lots of gorgeous places to worship in the largest sense, and other churches to worship in, I was just in Portland, UU Church in Portland last week, but if you missed some of the services this summer, I hope you'll find space and time, maybe while taking a walk, to immerse yourself in them. They have been extraordinary. Mari Magaloni Ramos and Cal Ball did a beautiful service, another worship associate. Last week we had um, Charlotte Spencer Kramer, who was a child, who I, a woman I knew as a child, and who worked here as an intern before she started seminary, preached a stunning service that I immersed myself in early this morning. I just invite you; they're stunning, beautiful invitations to look at another facet of our lives. So thank you, Richard, for being here this morning and all that you have brought and prepared for us. And I invite you to open yourself up like treasure hunters to this hour, looking for something that you can take with you into the week ahead. I wanted to just let everybody know that we appreciate your wearing your masks and that Richard and I have taken an antigen test today so that we can take our masks off so that we can be better understood. I wanna also say to those who are visiting us for the first time, first of all, also, I wanna welcome you And we have a connection form, either literally in a pew or on our welcome table, or if you're joining us online, you can find it in the chat. It's just um, something you can fill out so that we can send you our weekly e-newsletter or the um, Friday email, excuse me, of our order of service and a link to the live cast so it's easy to find so please just fill out our connection form so we can stay connected to you and let us know if there's anything you need or want or are looking for in a community and we'll try and steer you toward where that might be among us or invite you to co-create it. There is going to be after service if you're here a time for coffee out in our courtyard but also a time to take with you or sign in the moment letters and personalized letters as part of our UU the Vote effort, which was so successful at the last election, to galvanize those who are undecided or in really key districts to make sure they vote. And it's been shown that writing a letter, a personalized note on a letter, has as much power as having a conversation with someone in person or over the phone. So don't underestimate the power of taking time to write those letters either with other people over coffee this morning or take some home with you. If we send out 6,000 letters, we become a a congregation that's recognized as being key in this effort, and I think we have over 1,000 letters so far. There were big stacks going out to the post office this week, so help us meet that goal. I commend you to all the other invitations in the order of service and in the flame that will come out this week, and in particular, invite you to look toward our auction and put a placeholder in your calendar and you're welcome to volunteer or offer something, but certainly come and be part of it. It will be a celebratory event as well as an important fundraiser in the congregation. With that, I close our invitations and would just invite you all recognizing everybody's need for safety and how that can differ, and if you see people wearing stickers, the green says they're a little more comfortable, the yellow says they're a little less comfortable, and the red says they have a reason to be less comfortable. So just honor the space constraints and invitations of that. But just greet your neighbor, and let's welcome one another here before we say our covenant together. It's always a good sign when the greeting time is so energetic, which it almost always is here, so it's always a good sign. I'm going to invite us to say our covenant together as a community, Unitarian Universalist community. We are bound not by dogma, not by creed, but by the promises we make to one another about how we are together in community, promises of the heart, which of course, are the most sacred promises we make and the ones that we do the most to keep in our lives. So powerful to remember that. And these are some of of the words we choose to say, representative of some of the promises that we make here together. So let's say these sacred words together and then we'll sing our doxology. Please say with me, love is the spirit of this church and service is its prayer. This is our great covenant, to dwell together in peace, to seek the truth in freedom, and to help one another.
0: Skies, let songs of hope and faith arise, let peace, good will on earth be sung through every land by every tongue. De todos bajo el gran sol, puria esperanza de amor, verdar, a
2: reminder that we didn't like the chalice. The symbol of our faith. How did I miss that? Let's say those sacred words together, too, and do this sacred act. Please say with me, a little earlier in the order of service, the words of the chalice lighting. We light this chalice for the light of truth, the warmth of love, and the fire of commitment. We light this symbol of our faith as we gather together.
1: now is the time we join together in our spoken and silent meditation. This morning, the words I share are inspired by our UUSF Meta Meditation Ministry, facilitated by our member, Elena Perez. Elena leads our virtual meditations on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Friday mornings from 8 to 8.30 They've been inspiring for me, and I invite you to join us. Details in your bulletin. This morning, we remember a time when we were innocent of the world, its contradictions and challenges. When a cloud made you wonder who was up there when a grandparent was there. When you added 20 years to your age and wondered What will I be like when I'm that old? Insulated by ignorance of all that was to come, we dreamed of our futures unbound. Maybe a pilot, ship's captain, maybe a shepherd or forest ranger or something in between. All seemed possible, shadowed by something called adulthood, far off and only whispered of. You're on the verge of becoming young young adults, your favorite teacher might say. Problems? What problems? At least compared to what was to come. Changing bodies, changing minds, great loves found and lost, disappointments and secrets, shared victories. Today, in this moment, We recapture a time when problems were smaller and didn't make sense. All that was important was the crush on whomever, the hamster in the cage, the sun on the windowsill, the dust sparkling in those rays. Too soon, back to school, rings out. Too soon, the adult conversations start to make sense and the secrets you shared with only your best friend somehow get lost. Was I ever that young and innocent? Today, in silence, we remember that. Yes, I was, and give thanks for a time in our lives that may have passed. Amen.
2: Our responsive reading this morning is from the Hebrew Scripture, Psalm 121, words that echo through time, though like all words, they get modified through time, and we've modified these so that the God language is inclusive of all of us present. I will read the bold print and invite you to enter into The response with the words that are printed in italics. I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon by night. for all that keeps us and watches over us and has tended to us as one of the many things we have gratitude for. We offer our offerings this morning for the works and ministries of this community, gratitude being something that inspires a generosity in us that gives beyond ourselves into the world just at our fingertips and just beyond our reach.
1: Our reading this morning is Not All There by Robert Frost, written in 1936. I turned to speak to God about the world's despair, but to make matters worse, I found God wasn't there. God turned to speak to me, don't anybody laugh. God found I wasn't there, at least not, not over half. Here ends the reading. Thank you. And I want to acknowledge our song leader, Richard Fay, this morning. Thank you, Richard. It's good to see you. I'm on a journey sometimes. Sometimes it feels like I'm a leaf in a stream, especially these days. The world has changed so much over the past few years and it looks like we'll see more of the same in the days and weeks and months to come. I remember when I thought wearing a mask was the silliest thing I'd ever seen. I'd feel, might be too self conscious ever to do anything like that. It's not quite the future I imagined when I was a little boy. The future, the 21st century beckoned bright and shiny with spandex. Jackets for everyone, well for for better or worse, spandex for everyone has arrived. (laughs) Still, I remember hours and hours in my grammar school library, in the science fiction section, surrounded by books generally written in the 50s that promised shiny futures filled with purpose, great mysteries, and brave, mostly men, overcoming all kinds of obstacles. I loved leafing through those old huge life and look magazines from the late 50s with their promise of the future look, filled with beautiful people doing beautiful things. Today, I've learned to put those images and those books in their place. Long ago, I began to notice that those stories and those images didn't include folks who looked like me, but I still believed in that future. Maybe, maybe, just maybe because there was another beacon for me beaming into our home in colors even brighter than those faded magazines that kept my belief in the promises of a better day alive. Back then, I I had an 8.30 bedtime, but I'd sneak down to the bottom of our stairs and listen to tales of wondrous worlds and adventures unspool once every week on a show called Star Trek. Every once in a while, I'd steal a peek around the corner to look but more often than not, I listened as the crew of the USS Enterprise confronted mind-boggling situations using futuristic tools, while underneath it all, sharing a genuine affection for one another. The crew's composition, well, it represented the rainbow, and they're sitting in the middle of all the action, was a beautiful black woman, Nichelle Nichols, an officer who looked just like me. Nichelle Nichols, one of the first black women to portray a non-stereotypical character on American television. She portrayed a member of the bridge, an officer on a stylized quasi-military research vessel, Regal chin uplifted, mini skirts and all. Her iconic posture and demeanor, hand on her tools, ready to respond coolly and confidently to any situation was truly inspirational for me. She came to own that role and her place in history. The memory and promise of Star Trek has stayed with me and branded me and others, a particular kind of fan, a Trekkie. You may laugh, but the experience of looking back and remembering imaging or remembering imagining a stainless steel future depicted in the 50s, experiencing how those fantasies transform themselves into gritty, grainy reality as I watch the first humans walk on the moon all while dreaming of a place for myself in a future depicted on the USS Enterprise, well, that has stayed with me. Today, as as recently released images coming out of the Webb telescope tumble forth, I'm experiencing a, a familiar feeling, a kind of deja, deja vu, that the past is actually illuminating my present and perhaps pointing away towards our future and that I'm in good company. I'm not the only one who's experienced this. Discovering and beginning to understand this has helped me find some of the answers that I'm looking for in this present and is a part of my Unitarian Universalist journey. And I invite you this morning to go with me, perhaps no one, where no one has gone before. I've tried to wrap my head around the news from the James Webb Space Telescope. Did you have a chance to watch the first pictures a few weeks ago? So beautiful, so compelling. Images challenging us to draw a little closer, somewhat ominously, I thought. I watched the rollout of the first pictures and was a bit disappointed in the attempt at hype and hoopla. The forced cheers from worldwide locations. In all honesty, it felt a little like PBS was trying too hard. I'm a Star Trek fan after all, and one of the things I love is how cool the future looked. So clean and neat, everything pressed and working. The pictures, on the other hand, the pictures and the science coming out of the Webb telescope, that's real and compelling and otherworldly. Scientists are telling us that the telescope is a time machine. It's actually looking into the past because the images we see today have taken so long to reach us, millions of years. We're seeing pictures from the the dawn of everything we know, and it's changing our assumptions, including just how large the universe is. One of NASA's engineers shared that when we're talking about the size of the universe, the universe as a whole is probably infinite, so it doesn't really have a size. The part that we can see is 13 or 14 billion light years in dimension at the moment, or it was at the moment when the light was sent to us. So that's a little tricky, because of course everything's been moving and changing ever since the light came into existence. Another shared that if you held a grain of sand up to the sky at arm's length, That tiny speck alone is the size of the web's view, and in it we see galaxies, including light from galaxies that traveled billions of years to us. She says that what we're seeing is light from the past, just arriving at our instruments today and changing what we know. Early telescopes suggested that there were approximately 200 billion galaxies in our universe. The web has upped that about 10 times and we've only scratched the surface of what's to come. You know, what the web's scientists were telling me that morning, that while there's a place for magical thinking, for spaceships with health clubs, massage lounges, and staterooms as big as apartments, there's reality, and that's far more compelling and even magical, because it's real. I need both things in my life, and I'm not alone in that. Today is the 59th anniversary of the March on Washington for Racial Equality. Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr., of course, its keynote speaker, capping the event with the most memorable speech in modern history, his I Have a Dream speech. Dr. King and President Barack Obama reached back to find inspiration in the words of one Reverend Theodore Parker, who was one of the most influential thinkers in the early Unitarian Church. And a radical abolitionist. Radical because he advocated for the equality of black people. He wrote these words in in 1840 Boston. I do not pretend to understand the moral universe. The arc is long. My eye reaches but a little ways. I cannot calculate the curve and complete the figure by the experience of sight. I can divine it by conscience. And from what I see, I am sure it bends towards justice. Do you hear the echoes of the speeches of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. in those words? He and President Obama Paraphrase those words, arriving at the arc of the moral universe bending towards justice in speeches and writing, and the idea that no matter what, things will get better eventually. Theodore Parker is remembered as a reforming minister of the Unitarian Church with rather unorthodox views for his time. He came to believe that magical thinking and beliefs like Miracles in miracles like burning bushes and turning water to wine and virgin births were unnecessary distractions from the truths found in sacred texts. He acknowledged the essential unity of all creation, the innate goodness of humanity, and the value of intellectual reason. Those words about the arc of the moral universe bending towards justice, they were referencing the inevitable end of slavery. Dr. King and President Obama would find Reverend Parker's words as relevant in the 1960s and then just an eye blink ago as they were when they were written in 1840s Boston. I can imagine how they inspired Dr. King when he found them. You hear the straining of the moral universe in the words, I have a dream, 59 years ago today. What I also hear is something he could have easily have said that day, that we will one day reach beyond our limitations, to the stars, daring to go where no one has gone before. Michelle Nichols passed away recently. What I didn't know was that she was actually preparing to leave Star Trek to return to Broadway until in her own words, she had a conversation with Dr. King, who like me and so many others was a Star Trek fan. When they spoke, he shared with her, in her words, how important her presence was to millions of people, people who'd never seen a woman, a black woman, in a role like hers. And that so many people of rainbow hues could get a sense that if a black woman could do that, then what can I do? And so she stayed. And the moral arc of the universe bent just that much more towards justice. I've always felt a moral presence, a spirit within, in my life. Maybe you have too, but I knew it had to be much more, much more than what I was being told. Before I joined our church and began my UU journey, I thought to myself, I need more. I need to put myself in a place where I can find more. And like Theodore Parker, I don't need magical thinking anymore to convince me of the truth, of the sacredness of life, and the power of the teachers of the truth, like Mary, the mother of Jesus, the Buddha, and Martin Luther King Jr. I'm learning that just as the words gleaming on the walls of our sanctuary call out that the spirit of God is within me, One thing I've always loved about science fiction is that anything is possible. What might seem ridiculous, far-fetched, or unimaginable need only be written down to make it possible. In a way, and to me, like what's being suggested by the science coming out of the web is more magical than anything I could conceive. That space may be curved like the the surface of the planet Earth, meaning perhaps that, just like on Earth, if you travel far enough in one direction, you'll end up exactly where you started. That distant galaxies are moving away from us, and not just away from us, but speeding up as they do, faster and faster, their light behaving like the echoes of a Caltrain horn as I wait for it to pass that two particles separated by time and space, independent of one another, will interact with each other, no matter how far apart. It's magical, it's mysterious, and in another time and place, we might say that these things are acts of God. And they just might be. And given all of this, What do I believe? That I find echoes of my own faith journey in the words and life of a Unitarian Universalist minister, Theodore Parker, who put aside magical thinking and pursued what he believed to be truly holy, the sacred nature of all beings and all creation. And I believe in the power of action and example to inspire faith, in tomorrow, today. Actions like the perseverance of an actor, Nichelle Nichols, who on a show that called humanity to the stars, her head tilted slightly up, and wearing a fierce miniskirt, inspired my younger self to dream bigger dreams, and reminded me that I had a place in that future. And today, I believe that the Webb Telescope is delivering light from a billion worlds that took millions of years to reach us and that is teaching us where we came from and where we're headed, uncovering a world where God's power seems to express itself. And I believe in the long arc of the moral universe, just like fellow Star Trek fan, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr who almost 60 years ago today, found a way to channel hope for the future by sharing his dream that one day, every valley shall be exalted, every hill and mountain shall be made low, the rough places will be made plain and the crooked places will be made straight and the glory of all creation shall be revealed and that all humanity shall see it together, amen.
2: Thank you, Richard. In the spirit of what is made new by our speaking it in the present, hearing the echoes from the past, let's rise and sing, rise in body or spirit as you're able, and sing our closing hymn. It's number 12 in your gray hymnals O Life that maketh all things new.
0: That maketh all things new. The blooming earth, the thoughts within, our pilgrim feet, were with the dew. Its gladness hither turn again. From hand to hand, the greater. Signal run from heart to heart. The bright hope goes. The seekers of the light are one. One in the freedom of the truth. One in the joy of paths unread. One in the soul's perennial youth. of God. The merest step, the fuller breath, the wide horizon's grander view. The sense of life that knows no death
2: invite us to remain standing, but put down our hymnals as we say our benediction. And now, in our comings and our goings, may the light of love shine upon us, out from within us, be gracious unto us, and grant us peace, for this is the day we are given. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Amen.